0: Hey, good afternoon, blessed to teach nation. Hey, this is Dr. Kirk and quick little economic, um, update that, that Rick and I were talking about. So what I want to talk to you about is, is war cycles. Um, one of the greatest forecasters I know when it comes to cycles trending and things like that is a, is a gentleman by the name of Martin Armstrong. He's just a, a genius. Well, He said when all of his research, you know, looking over the last 500 years or so of of cycles, we have now entered into a war cycle. So with that, there's going to be um, an overabundance of conflict geopolitically, like we've got Russia and Ukraine right now. I full on believe that that's going to be followed by um, China and Taiwan because of the um, inept foreign policy that, that Biden has. I mean, he's not a good diplomat. I mean, his foreign policy is just terrible. And so as you see this, there's, there's new coalitions forming, um, almost like World War II, you've, you had the allies and the Axis powers, right? Well, it's almost like there's a new Axis power block forming with Russia, China, uh, Brazil, India, the, the BRICS nations, right? And this is very problematic for, for geopolitical conflict moving forward. So. We, we've entered into a war cycle, but I want to talk about previous patterns of war because they always follow something. They always follow economic um, hardship, a collapse of sorts. So let's go back to World War II. You know, you had the Great Depression. So the Great Depression was was not an inflationary recession depression like we have now. It was deflationary, I mean, meaning because they didn't really have much of a printing press, so to speak, at the time so as as people stopped working, prices came down to try to stimulate the economy again. Um, a recession or depression talks about business cycle activity. inflation has to do with with the prices of things, right so you had lowering prices with lower economic output, and that caused you know just absolute mayhem because the less companies made, um they were trying to make money by lowering prices, but they made less, so it was really hard on the business cycle. So what followed that? War. World War II followed the Great Depression, right? And so with that, they're very expensive. So governments just print without thinking about it. They print money, print, 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 print to actually fund the war machine. Well, then that causes massive amounts of inflation. When you print money, that causes inflation. Following an economic downturn where a lot of people don't have jobs, so what does that mean? You've got no jobs and higher prices. That's that prolongs the scenario, right? So So let's fast forward to 9-11. 9-11, you know, was not a war from country to country, but it was a war on terror. It was like America versus the world kind of a thing. It was it was um, and it's we're still seeing the impacts of that today. Like TSA home, uh, home, let's see, uh, the Department of Defense increased a lot. A lot of the like Patriot Act. Um, Department of Homeland Security came from that. I mean, we're still seeing the implications of that even today, but that was very expensive. But what did that follow? That followed a time when, when President Bush at the time had the lowest approval ratings of his tenure. Um, the NASDAQ was down 66%. So a war was created to try to stimulate things to get, you know, they, they printed money to fund the war machine and, and get people to forget about the malaise that's going on. It's almost like it's, uh, a red herring. It's almost like it's a distraction, right? But but this is the problem. Um, banks are funding, funding both sides of the war. Well, when economic output isn't there, banks aren't making any money, but boy, they can sure make a lot of money with the war machine. So then you fast forward to today. You've had COVID for a couple of years, people not working, paying people to stay home. Um, the economy is not doing well. And so now we've got Russia and Ukraine conflict, right? So Economic cycles, downturns, recessions, slash depressions are always followed by a war cycle um, or geopolitical conflict, right? And that's what we've got right now. So what does that mean for the markets? Well, when you have that kind of activity, the stock market thrives on continuity of future expectations, right? So so if you were to invest in Google, Apple, whatever it might be, General Motors, right? It's you expect The future earnings um, and and growth on your stock to be amazing. You like that continuity, basically a peaceful scenario. If there's a monkey wrench thrown into the system, something that would cause future expectations to diminish, well, that causes mayhem on the stock markets, huge mayhem. Right. So that's what we're seeing right now. You're seeing the stock market poised for massive failure, fewer people spending money, interest rates going up, taxes going up, um, not a good outcome. So now there's war to try to distract, to get the banks making even more money by funding both sides of the war. This is just how the, the process has worked throughout history. But what goes up during times of conflict, geopolitical turmoil, political unrest, inflation, um, rising taxes, all of that, what we're seeing, gold and silver do. I mean, year to date, silver's up like 17%. It's just April, right? We're we're heading into April. That's a massive return. And this is where we can thrive in, in the face of uncertainty and turbulence and turmoil and fear, right? We can thrive. We can have a smile on our face given the landscape that we're living in. Even though our freedoms are eroding and people are getting hurt, that, that tends to uh, put us in a state of paralysis and do nothing mode. But if you do do something, you invest into silver. Right now is what we're recommending, or gold. Both of the precious metals are doing very well. But silver's just outperforming, so we recommend silver. This is where we are. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't know where that came from. This is where we are right now. War cycle plus economic downturn. We've got two puzzle pieces putting themselves together, which actually make a big ugly picture. But we don't have to. We don't have to settle for surviving when we can thrive. That's what I want to leave you today with. Is I know this is short and sweet, but there's more coming. There's more mayhem. There's more upheaval. Um, oh, one more thing that I wanted to say that I forgot. Uh, Biden's budget proposal is $5.8 trillion. $5.8 trillion. We only bring in $3.8 trillion in, in federal tax revenue. So that means that puts us at a $2 trillion deficit. To put that into perspective, 1776 until now, we've gone from 0 to $30 trillion national debt. In one year, they added $2 trillion to that if this bill gets passed but that's only that's only the spending. That's only our budget. You also have a bunch of black swan events, things that are unforeseen that just kind of come up, like raising the debt ceiling, infrastructure bills, some kind of special funding to pay people to stay home, for example, right? Um, there's always more to it than that's outside of the budget. Well, this is a problem moving forward. What we're seeing right now is not the worst that we will see. That is still yet to come. This is why allocate into silver as much as you possibly can allocate into gold, uh, when the time is right, but it's not right yet. We will advise you on that. So give our office a call 720-605-3900 for a free consultation. We'll walk you through the next steps, get you out of harm's way and, and hold your hand through this fragile economy. Um, thanks Rick for having me on again this week. It's always awesome to be on blessed to teach nation. It's, I just love it. I just absolutely love it. So, uh, We'll all be praying for each other, for safety, for wisdom, for discernment, for boldness, for courage, um, and that we have a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's my prayer for all of you. So God bless. Have an awesome night, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.